goddamn word for it. This is bullshit. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Do I understand you? Do I understand you? You're my wife, my kids, my sacrifices. It's called a promo, Shut kid. Your mouth, if you John. want to be the big dog, you're going to have to learn how to do it. So go ahead. I'm still here because you can't do your job. Deathlock Productions proud to present Shots Fired with Jay Gargans and Bill Blanchard. Alright wrestling fans, you're tuning in to a first ever edition of Jobs Fired featuring Christian Fury, a.k.a. Jay Garganis, as well as co-host Survivor of Pain, a.k.a. Bill Blanchard. And we're going to be talking about any old subject we want to about wrestling, it coming from angles, coming from title reigns, or even sometimes about a specific character we didn't like that somebody portrayed. There's a number of things that we could be talking about, and at this time, I'd like to present my co-host, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard. Who? Bill Blanchard. Oh yeah, yeah, that's me, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard. Man, dude, I'm glad I'm glad to be on your show. Well, I'm I'm I'm, fi- I'm fired up, man. Hey, you finally got me off my ass doing something here. I know, right? I know, right? Um, yeah, I'm fired up about this. And, you know, I went out and I spared no expense here on Deathlock Productions, you know, since I know the owner real well, you know, he spared no expenses. We got us a spin the wheel, make the deal. We got the wheel. Spin the wheel, make the deal. And we'll. Well, Christian Ferry, let me ask you this question. Are you mad enough? Make the deal? Are you ready to spin that wheel? Oh, see, now let me break this down for you. Instead of, like, what you used to see or what maybe some of the newer viewers might no, as the raw roulette, this is what they used to call back in the day. It was spin the wheel, make the deal. And instead of having match types or opponents around the circle, you have topics. We've got the Montreal screw job. We've got um, Brock Lesnar's title run. We have the streak. The streak. We've got a number of things. That's just to name a few. And, hey, while you're at it, you know, here in the near future, we're going to have our Facebook page. Like us, subscribe to us, and follow us on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and hit the bell on Deathlock Productions. That way you can get alerted every time not only our show, the uh, Shots Fired, but other shows that Deathlock produces, like WLW 605. You know, I heard about that show. Have you? No, I haven't heard of it all, man. Uh, I've heard about it. There's some pretty interesting things about that where they're going old school. They're talking. Well, the thing about the thing I have read now, you know, from from WW six hundred five, that's going to be a show about. We're talking about the likes of Tully Blanchard, Greg the Hammer Valentine, the Texas Tornado, Terry Von Erich, and his career. You know, guys who had their ups and downs in professional wrestling, even guys like William Regal or Stephen Regal, depending on where you know him from. Even Rob Van Dam, Fabu, Taz, Kurt Angle, Ryan Shee, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect Kurt Angle. You know, some of the guys who just great. Well, obviously, uh, I should probably should have said Kurt Angle. But, the hell, we're going to cover Kurt Angle as well. Triple A, some of the guys who made, it, who made it big. And some of the guys who just didn't quite make it big. We're going to break their careers down and put our own two cents into it, you know. And join us along with that on Saturday night, 6.05, and we, as we discussed some of the greatest 
some of the greatest careers of professional wrestling. And it's going to be fun doing it, man. That's right. I'm looking forward to it. That's fine. So as we get ready to do the show, hey, if you want topics put on the spin the wheel, make the deal, make sure you comment, send us an email, comment either on YouTube or on Facebook on what you would like to see talked about, and we'll throw it right there on our spin the wheel, make the deal, and see what pops up. Because we have no control where this wheel's going to wind up. We don't know what we're going to be talking about other than what we're talking right now. We're explaining. Are you ready? Are you ready to make the deal? Are you ready? Dude, I'm ready to make the deal, but you got to understand what is on the table and what exactly is on that wheel when you're spitting that wheel. Because anything you throw at me, Mr. Theory, I'm going to fire some shots up at you. And I expect you to fire some shots back at me. Because you know, all through the years, over 20-something years, we, me and you both witnessed professional wrestling. I've followed it for over, almost close to 40 years now. I've got a lot of knowledge about every little thing. A lot of things we're going to agree on and we're not going to agree on. Let's just say it right now. Put our hand down here. We're going to shake hands right now. Because Roger Ryan White Pepper would say, after we shake hands, we're going to hate each other's guts afterwards. Because, dude, I'm going to lay it all at you. I'm going to lay it all at you. Because there's no retreat and there's no surrender. I'm going to come to fight. So spin that wheel, Fury. Let's make the deal. All right. Here we go. Where is he going to end up? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Oh, oh, might have a contender slowing down. Please be Vader and Cactus. Please be Vader and Cactus. Brock Lesnar's title run. Oh, the beast incarnate, Brock Lesnar. Well, what about Ooh. Brock Lesnar? You know, you wasn't exactly a big fan of Brock Lesnar for a long, long, long time. You know. Well, I mean, I remember, I remember I was on the phone with you when he debuted in the UFC, and you laughed your ass off when he tapped Dr. Frank Mir. Yeah, 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 I did. <laughs> well, how do you feel about Brock Lesnar today in 2018? All right. Yeah, he's a badass. Okay. All right. So this topic right here, it ain't just to break down Lesnar's title run. This is about what did it do? Did it bring help bring prestige to either the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship when he was holding it with him being gone on his sporadic schedule? Did it help it or did it hurt it? This is what we're going to talk about today. So, let's get started. Everybody knows that Brock Lesnar won the WWE Championship shortly after coming back into the company. I think what it took no no be fair, it took him two years. It wasn't right away, it went six months. It came back in what was it, two thousand it went two thousand twelve? His first match back was against John Cena. Yeah, extreme rules. He didn't win a title right away. He didn't win a title a couple of years later. When he after he ended Undertaker's winning streak, got the shot against John Cena and then words are left there, he ripped John Cena limb from limb. I've never seen a champion get that dominated before. It was almost like John Cena was an enhancement talent. He used to watch the WF superstars of wrestling. I mean, Brock Lesnar clearly dominated the whole freaking match. It almost reminded you of what happened this past WrestleMania when he went one-on-one with The Undertaker. I wish that's going to be another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch base on that, though. The thing about it, the, the question is, did it hurt the championship or did it run? Well, let's, let's talk about the championship in itself. We're talking about a world title that was created back all the way back to the early 1900s, 1905. We all know the history about George Hackett-Smith and Frank Gotch, you know, the two big grapplers going at it, you know what I'm saying? Now, 
that the title title history goes all the way back. And I know the WWF title was created in 1963 against Nature Boy Buddy Rogers being the first ever champion. Then Bruno San Martino defeated him in eight seconds uh, about a month later, actually. I mean, I think it's about eight seconds. But anyways, um, the bottom line is this, though. The champion during this time period was defending, like, what, once a month? And, of course, in the 80s come around, it was defending, like, maybe, what, once a month? Or, and then, then, then when pay-per-view started coming out, you saw a few times out of the year, you would see Hulk Hogan defending that championship unless, you had, unless Hogan decided to show up at certain as main event. But, you see, you didn't see the so – when you saw the champion, though, the crowd, you know, say it was, it was something special. It was a special attraction. Because you didn't see the champion every single week versus, like, you know, someone who shows up on pay-per-view, then right next to them in the row, he's going to defend it again. You know, so, like, why pay money? Why why show up and see the champion on a Sunday when you just go see him on Monday yeah. I mean, on, on the network for free? You know? Yeah. I mean, the, the title, you're constantly seeing the champion being defended, but it's almost like you're trying to trade out quantity versus quality. Now, I ask yourself this question. Would Brock Lesnar become universal champion? And when he did show up defending his belt, did his matches mean something? Then the WWE made his matches mean something? They handfully picked out his opponents and had pretty good matches, you know? Versus see that Warren beat up champion who shows up and tries to defend it and defend it. And also, okay, another WWE title match. Okay, another WWE title match. We'll see a match. Here. This is the biggest championship match in the history of, of, of pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? I think boxing does so well. You didn't see Floyd Mayweather defending his title week after week, night after night, 300 seven or something days out of the year. No. I mean, I think, I think what they did was kind of smart with Brock Lesnar. Their coming entitled means something. So in my opinion, I'm going record to say, I think it helped the legacy of the Universal title or trying to create a legacy for the Universal World title, not destroy it. There was a point I was going to make a while back, but you kept talking, so. I know. Well, shut that way talk now, then. <laughs> there was a point I was going to make, and I can't remember what the heck it was. But anyway, we'll just pick up from here. We'll pick up from here. If we want to talk about it, uh, since we're focusing on the universal title right now. Well, that was your question. Huh? That was your question. Yeah. But Whether or not it hurt your legacy or not. But I had another point to make, but it got lost in translation. But um, that, ain't my, that ain't my fault, then. Yes and no. But um, let's uh-huh. The universal championship, the way it was done after Brock Lesnar won it, because at this point, the longest reigning champion universal-wise was Kevin Owens, and he was defending it night after night, week after week, month after month. And like you said, you point blank stated, how common was it that you'd pay thirty, $40? Okay, I know what point I was getting to. Where you Back in the pay-per-few days, when they didn't have the network, before network, when you're spending forty, fifty, sixty dollars for the pay per view to watch the title match, and then all of a sudden you're going to get a rematch the very next night on Raw. That happened countless times, countless times. So the people at home, even in WCW, yeah, even in WCW, they get, they get Hogan have the big anticipated rematch at the Star Trek '97, the next night Nitro. You saw Hogan and Sting go again. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, all that money you made out the fire, now you get it for free on Nitro. Give it for free, and this is the part where people started going, Man, "I ain't buying pay per view if we're gonna do this," because I can turn around and get a recap of what happened the night before, and turn around and watch the match again on Monday Night Raw or WCW Nitro, depending on the company. So now we go from that to Brock Lesnar winning the Universal Title against. Uh, Goldberg 
at WrestleMania. Brock Lesnar don't defend again for what till SummerSlam that year. I think it was uh, Great Balls of Fire against That's Samoa right. Joe. His first title defense was Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe had to earn his way to be the top guy, the true legit number one contender beyond a shadow of a doubt before Brock Lesnar and him squared off. But if you notice, when Brock Lesnar's about to appear for pay-per-view, he'll start showing up on Monday Night Raws with Paul Heyman to build up the anticipation. You know, maybe get a good, few good beatdowns, whether if it goes Brock Lesnar's way or the other guy's way, it builds up hype. Good call. You know, Brock Lesnar's not booked into a actual wrestling match. It was a fight. And that's what you people were paying to see money. They were paying to see a fight. They knew they were going to get it with Brock Lesnar. Smart. Not only in this transition, but now the main title that's on, the singles title that's on night after night, week after week, is the Intercontinental title. While trying to build the prestige of trying to get back to the Universal title, the Intercontinental title, I don't know if it was inadvertently, but it started meaning something again because that was the main title you saw on Monday Night Raw, night in, night out. As mid, uh, as I mean, the Intercontinental title used to mean something. It means you were the second guy of the company. You're the, I mean, you were a champion. You were a well-respected champion. But the Intercontinental title has lost his luster over the years, and I totally blame the WWE match. I don't necessarily blame the target audience on that, though. I mean, they could have still made the Intercontinental title Special as well. Now, as a trade as a second right title, there's been nothing here. You're champion this week. Now you can be the champion here. I mean, well, like someone like Chris Jericho, he tried to put prestige back to that title. And I, I agree with John Cena said to Roman Reigns. We're going to talk about the United States title. John Cena to the U.S. trap and ran with it as a fighting champion. Told Roman Reigns, you took that as a demotion. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think if you're if you're if you're if you're holding a championship in the kind of profession. It's it's sports, sports entertainment, whatever you want to freaking call it. It's an honor, in my opinion, you know. But going back to what you were saying earlier, I mean, I'm going to cut you off here a little bit here because I don't want to overpass this particular bout here. This could have been a lot bigger than what it was. Now I'm talking about between Brock Lesnar and the Samoa submission machine, Samoa Joe. You know what? Fuck you, Bruce Pritchard. Fuck you, Vince McMahon, on this crap right now. Quit shitting on TNA. You look at Samoa Joe, you call Samoa Joe, he's not an athlete. He's a fat bastard. Okay, look at Omaga. Okay, I mean, look at Kamala, the Ugandan giant Kamala. And no disrespect to those guys, but those guys had opportunity. You hired Bash and Booger at one point, for God's sakes, you know? Always Yokozuna, I'm sorry. You're going to sit there and deny what Samoa Joe could do in the ring? You're going to try to say you had no interest in Samoa Joe? Look what he did in TNA. And look what he did to Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle. Samoa Joe was a true vicious killer. Now he's about to take off. You have an opportunity to make this beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. And I get Brock Lesnar's a monster. Solid, small, a big old powerhouse. He just freaking eats you up. But take on the life of someone like Samoa Joe with his punches and his kicks and his submission ability. And he's a freaking monster. Well, he's, he, he's a shark out of water who sees blood. He's going to go for it, you know? I was feeling the hype for this fight. I was hyping up myself in my own mind. And I always wanted to see this type of matchup. For years, even when Samoa Joe was at his height in TNA, I was always visualizing and one day that would be so cool to see Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe. And when it finally, finally happened, dude, I was expecting a submission, honestly. 
you know, the Kamara Armlock versus the, the, the Cobra Clutch choke out that Joe does. You know what I'm saying? You know, well, one F5, one, two, three, it's over. Made, in my opinion, made Joe look weak. And in my opinion, can make this, the Universal title look weak. If you're going to freaking use a Universal Championship and make it special, make the matches more intense, make the matches where you almost freaking kill your opponent to freaking win. You know, I just, I just, my opinion, a match like that would hurt the reputation of the Universal title. It's just my opinion. Because, like, okay, how many F5s did Brock Lesnar have with giving opponent that one time? He just took one F5 to beat Samoa Joe? I just didn't agree with that, man. I would accept it, too. I would the more suplexes. But, you know, overall, okay, out of a, a, a 10-star match, I'm going to give it three stars. It, it was what it was. Samoa Joe did put up a good fight with Brock. But I just expected more, Joe's going to kill you. I expected more, how many suplexes it got to take for Samoa Joe to stay down? You know, I was expecting just a back-and-forth, back-and-forth kind of battle. And, like, what if I watch this? He's going to kick out. He's going to kick out. Oh, shit, Brock just won. Damn it, man. What, 12 minutes? It was a letdown, you know. Yeah, that, that kind of let me down a little bit. I agree with you. I felt like it should have been at least one more F5. You know, have Joe kick out, you know. Brock Lesnar, furious at it, goes and pick him up to do it again, and Samoa Joe get him back into the key to clutch, you know, and they fight from there, and then Brock Lesnar has to pretty much get him back up, hit him with a second F5, and that would have ended it. I think that would have been a good call. But for some reason, all of a sudden, oh, we need to bring back, um, you know, how furious and powerful the F5 is. Well, the last match he was in, he did it five times to the guy before he ever tried to pin him. For real. You know, I mean, hell, how many matches have you seen within the first minute you see at least one F5? He'd rush him into the corner, throw some bones real quick, throw him up, F5. Boom, right out of the corner. It's like one of those, holy shit, the match is over. He continued beating on him. So, if I know this ain't part of the topic, but since we're here, we're here. Uh, well, it has to do with the universal title. So it's still part of the topic. Right. You know, we're talking about legacy of reputation. That match was for the universal title. So we're not 100% going out of topic. But, you know, but, but Jay, I got, I got to clarify this right now. Earlier on when I said F.U. Bishop, man, F.U. Bruce Pritchard. I know, Bruce, we're not part of the WWE during this particular time of the match. I just listened to your TNA on something to wrestle with, you know, first part of TNA, and you're sitting on Samoa Joe. You know, I basically, man, said, you know, he's fat. I don't want him. I mean, come on, dude. Seriously. You know, that's just that, that's just my opinion of it. Dude. I think Samoa Joe is a tremendous wrestler. I mean, my God, I, I don't know how you not see it. That's one of the matches he's had. You know, this guy was a killer, okay? And I still felt like in WWE, man. Hey, I would love to see Samoa Joe take on Triple H. You know, I mean, I think it would be a damn good battle. That would be a good match. Well, that's another, now, that, 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 now it's getting off topic there. I do apologize, but yeah, I wanted to clarify that, though. You know, but I got, I got to say this, though, you know, and, and the Universal Talent situation, let's move on here a little bit. I think we both made our points about Brock and Samoa Joe. What about, okay, I'm not, I'm not 100% worried about the Fatal Four Way at SummerSlam. It's still his purpose and everything, but I was, I was looking forward to the October bit they had. Finally, you're going to see Braun Strowman, this big powerhouse monster, against Brock Lesnar. Now, what did you think of that match for the Universal title? Was that really disappointing as it was compared to Samoa Joe with the Great Balls of Fire? I would say yes. And okay. I point a lot. Now, all the way up leading to this, now, you know, you go back to that Suplex City, Braun Strowman was rolling out of it and standing back up on his own feet like it didn't phase him. 
you know, building yeah. up for the match. And I'm sitting there going, oh, crap. You know, the anticipation for it was immaculate because Braun, 95% of the time, would leave Brock Lesnar laying, you know, would lay him, leave him laying. Like, Brock Lesnar couldn't do anything with Braun. Braun just kept coming, you know. And see, you're looking at a future, the future beast, if you want to go there. He's a monster among men, but basically, he's the future next big thing. Or Brock Lesnar, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be leaving anytime soon, although it depends on how UFC goes, but um, he's still relevant, you know. But at what point do you go, okay, let's see what the monster among men can do? You know, I've seen that match again. We'll go back to the one after, and it was over. The match was over. You know, I'm sitting here going, really? First, it was Samoa Joe, 1F5, overdone. Now, Braun Strowman, 1F5, overdone. Match maybe lasted 12, 13 minutes tops. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting here going, are you serious? I expected Braun to kick out. I expected Joe to kick out of the first one. But to me, that that started hurting the talent that was trying to vie for that position. Because Brock's established. Brock's the champion. Everybody knows how mean, bad, and nasty Brock Lesnar can be. How long are we going to ride this? You know, because pretty soon we run out of people that you're going to get. And, you know, if we fast forward to what we have now, which I know we'll get to, so I'm not going to say anything, and I'll give my grievances on that. But, um, you know, Brock Strowman, he was a good contender. He was a powerhouse. I mean, I saw his workout videos compared to Brock's. I was was watching all kind of YouTube matches and Bill Dutton, not matches, but training videos and Bill Dutton's for it. You know, I was was looking forward to it, though. It was – I still feel like it served its purpose for what it was, but also the few weren't going to be over. And you're going to find out later on when the Royal Rumble part kicks up and that triple threat matchup. But I want to talk about it now, boss. Now, to me, this, okay, to me, coming up here, we're going to talk about the Survivor Series. You know I'm going with this, between Brock Lesnar, the Universal Champion, versus the newly crowned WWE Champion, the phenomenal AJ Styles, former NWA, former TNA, multiple times, X-Division Champion, a legend here in the South, taking on this big monster from Minnesota, AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar. I mean, that, that was a dream match factor as well. But it's like, you know, like, what could have happened, Great Balls of Fire, my opinion, did happen in this match of Survivor Series. Even Paul Heyman, who tweeted, says he had more respect for AJ Styles after this match he's ever had before. I mean, AJ put up one heck of a showing. It was not a complete beatdown like it was when Brock Lister got in the ring with John Cena. Right. You know, and I'm not, I'm not knocking Cena, man. I got a lot of mad respect for John Cena. I really, really, truly do. You know, he might be... You know, whatever he is, who he is, but Rock Tate Cena's all hype. I respect John Cena's work ethic, you know, and I'm not going to go into much detail about that. But as far as AJ Styles goes, it's kind of weird for me. You know, you see a new guy in the WWE holding a long prestige WWE championship for days back many, many years. The Universal title was just, just created. The Universal title was really starting to earn, trying to earn a legacy. And someone like Brock Lesnar, who is already well-known, established WWE superstar and the UFC. So I kind of felt like it was kind of weird for me, both of them having two different kinds of belts, both of them trying to do the same thing. But bottom line is, this is what should have happened years ago with the WWE, having the world title versus the WWE championship. Even at some point, I would love to stay at WrestleMania or even at SummerSlam, but we're getting here at the Survivor Series. 
a one-on-one to see who truly is. And 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 here's what you gotta understand here, boss. I think this is why I appreciate this match. If you go back to the old school era, and I mean, I talk about in the seventies and the eighties and the sixties, where sometimes the WWF will take on the NWA champion, and they'll have one-hour Broadways, or it will end in draw, and no champion would merge because they don't want to ruin reputation of the title. So, yeah, they'll hype up the freaking match. You guys would go out and go out one hour Broadways and it would end in a draw, which you would not see that happen here at the Survivor Series. But I got to give AJ credit, man. He took one hell of a beating, but he gave us some back, too. And Brock knew he was Brock knew he was in there with somebody that night. And you got to give AJ Styles his due on that one. Yes. AJ made the match good. I mean, great. Phenomenal, even. You know, I mean, it. To me, it helped push Brock Lesnar in areas that Brock Lesnar hasn't been to in a while, you know, to try to keep up pace with AJ Styles, especially when AJ started rolling. I appreciated that match. Granted, I was going for AJ on this one, but Brock Lesnar won. I'm not mad about it. To me, that was a match where I wasn't going to be mad one way or the other who's going to win or who was going to lose. As a fan, I was excited to see a great match and a great fight. And I, I respected both of them. And I felt like both of them deserved to win. And it wouldn't hurt the other person's career if they lost. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what Brock, Paul Heyman, or anybody says. If he had lost AJ Styles, it wouldn't have hurt Lesnar's career. No, no, I think he lose to someone this small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hell, the UFC came last cast. Was about 70 pounds lighter than Brock. He annihilated Brock in the first round. So whatever. All right. <laughs> but uh, I mean, shit. But hey, you know, even Paul Heyman had to give AJ his props, like you said. You know, when he said he truly is phenomenal. And, uh, and I, I, I respect Paul for you know finally gets you know Paul Paul Heyman. Tell me what I want to say about Paul Heyman. He is a genius in this sport, of professional wrestling, and he doesn't throw praises lightly. No, he didn't. I mean, even if Paul Heyman can see it, you know, and Paul Heyman always have a talent. I've seen a talent in others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. God, man, I ain't trying to get up the stuff to hear, but I, 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 I feel sad. I know, I know it was over 11 years ago. But can you imagine, though, if Chris Benoit, the crippler, would pick on the phenomenal AJ Styles for the world title, WWE title, TNA, anything, or hell, even an Intercontinental United States title matchup. I think that match could probably be one of the greatest matches of all time. If you think Kurt Angle and AJ Styles have phenomenal matches, you throw Ben Wall in there, that would have been off the chain. I just, I just had to say that, man. I agree. I agree. I'd also love to see Eddie Guerrero versus AJ Styles. But, uh, but getting back on the topic, so after Survivor Series, I think he had a title defense at the Royal Rumble. Because I think after the Survivor Series, he had a title match at the Royal Rumble, which was a Triple threat match. Triple threat. That was Braun Strowman, Kane. You know. So, I mean, I got to say, okay, here's the thing we got to talk about now about the Universal title. It's not like hey, his first one with the WWE title where he won at SummerSlam, defended unforgiven, then that's it. You didn't see the WWE title defending for the rest of the year. You didn't see it until Warrior Rumble the following year. That's a long freaking time. So, uh, give, give the WWE a little bit of credit here for Universal, okay, he was there every single week, every single month, like every other month thing. I mean, from Mania to Great Balls of Fire to SummerSlam. And he had that with the October show with Braun Strowman. I can't remember the name of it, man. Forgive me. Then uh, for Survivor Series and now the Royal Rumble. So you're still seeing the Universal Top being defended. You're not waiting four months before you'll see it again. Exactly. 
is a lot better than the WWE running at, like you said. Um, honestly, if we fast forward a little bit, we come to how we ended everything. Everybody knows how WrestleMania ended. We had Roman Reigns, the big dog, the the guy that is being shoved down everybody's throat. I'll go ahead and throw that out there. Roman Reigns, the quote-unquote chosen one, getting his shot again at Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar won. Brock Lesnar walked away and still became still universal champion. Then you had a rematch at a pay-per-view that was done in Saudi Arabia, the greatest Royal Rumble or the whatever. It was, I think it was the greatest Royal Rumble um, in a steel cage match. Where, yes, technically you can sit there and say, yeah, Roman Reigns technically won that match because his feet were on the feet of the ground first, but they still called Brock Lesnar champion. Then we come up to where Roman Reigns actually does take the title. My issues with that exchange. The very next night on Monday Night Raw, Roman Reigns said he was going to be a defending champion. So what happened? We're going back into the same boat we were before Brock Lesnar took the title and ran with it. Not only that, you got the guy, the one guy nobody can get behind unless he's dressed in shield garb and running around with Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose doing shield stuff. That's the only time you really get a crowd pop out of Roman Reigns. Two, now he's your universal champion. Still, nobody really cares, except for maybe a handful here and there. But out of guys like Samoa Joe, Ron Strowman, hell, I can throw Kane in there because Kane's a monster in his own right. I mean, granted, he might have been at the end of his road, but still, throw Kane in the mix because he was there. Out of those three guys that you weren't really shoving down people's throats, people actually got behind like Braun Strowman, they tried to keep him healed, but he was over so good with the fans as playing that monster, started cheering him. So they turned him, quote-unquote, baby, because he was going after all the bad guys and stuff like that. Then you had Kane that's always done his own thing, too. You know, I mean, and Samoa Joe. Why not have somebody out of those three guys be the one to take the title away from Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns? Because to me, whatever you were doing that was looking for that universal title, because everybody knew that Roman Reigns was going to walk out with that title. Everybody yeah, but Tom SummerSlam came, yeah. yeah. Got to have it out. You knew it was coming. Why not have a guy other than Roman Reigns? Hell, it could have been Finn Balor. What they almost say is I was I was upset because the whole I, – I, I couldn't get into SummerSlam. I, I, I felt like the road – First SummerSlam would have been the biggest pay-per-view of the summer. I don't care what anyone says. I don't know what what Vince McMahon, Triple H, Stephanie, or even Shane McMahon, for that matter, are thinking. You had a guy, he's been he's been talking about in the MMA world, had a lot of MMA bouts, won a heavyweight title, big star in TNA, or Impact Wrestling, whatever you want to call it. I mean, and he was your former, uh, he, well, you were a champion in ECW champion. I'm talking about the boss, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I really felt like that match would have been great. Now, I don't know who would have won. I might even go and make a tip to predict it. Well, okay, I will go ahead and predict it. I think Brock Lesnar could take Bobby Lashley. But I think Bobby Lashley can hurt Lesnar. I think Bobby Lashley has the capabilities of defeating Brock Lesnar, you know. But I don't know. You know, Brock's got power. He's got, you know, his striking ability. I think it is a little more superior than Lashley's. I think Brock can take Lashley. I think I think Brock's got better submission skills than Lashley, you know. But if anybody 
can hold his own with Brock Lesnar, I'm going to give it to Bobby Lashley. And see, I mean, as far as holding his own. Because you had that pay-per-view match where you had Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns, and Bobby Lashley beat Roman Reigns in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And then you went, all of a sudden, I figured, okay, Bobby Lashley's finally going to be the guy to go after Brock Lesnar. This is getting good. Then all of a sudden, instead of letting him get the nod and we work all month to Bobby Lashley, Brock Lesnar, oh, we're going to have a uh, tournament. We're going to have two, six, uh, three-man matches, and then the winner of those two matches will fight the following week on Raw to decide who's going after the Universal Championship. Bobby won his. Roman won his. And I saw the writing on the wall right there. Yep, they're going to give it back to Roman Reigns. Made no yeah. sense to me. Unless the only thing I can think of, Jay, the only thing I can think of, man, contract disputes, poli- bullshit politics behind the stage. One probably refusing to do a job or put the other one over. I mean, this is this is this is the bullshit part I hate about the fucking business. Personally, Vince McMahon himself didn't see any money with it. Didn't see money. Well, maybe, but you just, you just don't know. I mean, you can't force a guy. I mean. But you you don't you don't really know. I mean, it, it's all the what if factors, and then this is when the room ending when this crap start up. You're going to say this, we're going to say that, blah 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 blah. But I want to know the real truth. My opinion will be McMahon, Lashley, and Lesnar. I'm just throwing my sense. I just throwing my opinion about it. I mean, if you're Brock Lesnar, you know, and you know people are all comparing you to this guy, are you going to want to put him over? Or would Lashley say, face? No, I, I would. I could prove I could beat Brock. You know, and if they can't come to the terms. We pull away from the table. Now we're going for a, Now we're going to go to a different direction. How else can you explain it? If one guy refuses to do business, all right, fine. I got to do. I got to go in a different direction. Boom. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me ask this question. Have you seen Lashley since then? Yes. Okay, never mind. Then. I haven't been watching that much of the business. Uh, that's just he beat Roman Reigns in the pay per view. But it hadn't been anything special. It wasn't booked at SummerSlam, so I, was last, I didn't get a chance to see the September event. It hadn't been anything, like, big or notable, but he had Exactly. Well, then exactly. I proved my point, then. Well, shit, dude, what else you want to say about Brock Lesnar's Universal Academy run? I mean, what's the, what's the overall conclusion, man? What's your opinion? You, you, you really didn't 100% say your opinion. Did it hurt? Did it the test share the title? With everything, or did it make it bigger? Everything that we had talked about, the one thing that you needed to do with the new title, like that, because the Universal title was just getting introduced a few years ago, is try to find a way to make it prestigious, make it sought after. You know, when you had a short period of time compared to the history that the WWE Championship had. And I think they got it out of what Brock Lesnar was able to help do with it. You know, it made people fight over it, made people more hungry. By the time that opportunity came around to actually have that match, you had a true, clear-cut, number one contender beyond a shadow of a doubt who was going after that universal title. Not this, I don't know who the freaking number one contender is or how they came up with it. You had time to build, build up to it. It wasn't done over a week. You're just not taking on some random challenge week after week. All right, I want the shot today. Did you earn it? I don't care. Put him in the ring with me. Let's find out, you know. Yeah, I'll put the title on mine, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I think, honestly, it helped bring the honor and prestige to Universal Championship. And not only that, it also inadvertently helped out with the Intercontinental title, help it get get back up to where it was. And so that is twofold. So I say yes to Brock Lesnar's title run. All right, good to go. 
I think we're ready to wrap things up here on Brock Lesnar Championship Run here. But before we go, Mr. Ferry, I got a challenge for you. A challenge? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're quick in your mind. You're quick in your feet, aren't you? Uh, to a degree. Okay, I've been, I've been listening to something to wrestle with in 83 weeks of what happened and when. And Conrad Thompson, last I had no questions about, you know, what these, what are boys supposed to think about this question or this question, this question, rapid fire questions, get rapid fire answers, okay? But you know what? I'm going to steal it from them, okay? I'll put down a shot fire here, and I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions, Barry. All right. About the WWE and professional wrestling and what you really think about so-and-so. All right. You ready? Yeah, let's go ahead and start putting up the targets. Let's start shooting them. All right. Put the target on All right. Put number one. Poof. Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff, I think he was had a smart mind for the for WCW, but I think he held on to an idea for far too long. And that's what helped demise WCW. Okay, here we go again. Okay, bro. Here you go, bro. Vince Russo. <laughs> Next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard, he's a, I think he's a little bit of a smart ass to be honest with you. But, yeah, he's been around the business, so I have to give him his due. But there's a lot of stuff that he does that I don't agree with. And the voice of Mason Dixon Lion, the man of the yard, Mr. Tony Schiavone. Nothing but long for Tony Schiavone, although I think he needs to get his memory checked. Uh, you see what I'm doing here, guys? I'm pulling out people from behind the stage here. How about this fucking stage? Mr. McMahon, I'm the biggest ass kisser in the WWF. My name is Mr. Briscoe. Uh, Mr. Briscoe. Briscoe. You know, hey, the Briscoe brothers was a damn good tag team back then. Oh, phenomenal tag team. Um, as far and, as and, team, and real legitimate shooters. Hey, but as far as the Stooge gimmick, he played it to a T and he got it over. He he got the ass kissing part down to his teeth, so I don't know if that was legit that he was truly kissing his ass, or if it was all storyline. Couldn't tell with him. So it's one of those. If you're doing it, hey, if you're playing the part, damn good job. If you're that much of an ass kisser, oh dear Christ, man, you already had your money. What the fuck? Damn. <laughs> Well, let's go with the first ever Intercontinental Champion. Another one on Mr. McMahon Stooges. Hey, 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 hey. He's, he's, he is what he is. I'm going to call him out Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson, the first Intercontinental Champion. You know what? There's got to be a first for everybody. And Pat Patterson probably was probably one of the better choices, I, I guess, back in the day because, you know, I can only watch so much. I don't know all the stories building up to the Intercontinental Championship. Although I could probably watch it on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine a month, uh, but um, Pat Patterson, as far as the Stooge goes, he was right along with Gerald Briscoe doing just as much. Now I will have to say one of the funniest things I ever seen. I think it was a shot to Hulk Hogan, but when they were all of a sudden two good guys against the freaking uh, Mean Street Posse. They came out to real American, all flabby and out of shape and everything like that, taking their shirts off and doing the whole Hulk Hogan poses and everything. That was funny, but come on. You know, if Hogan was there, that would not have happened. <laughs> all right, I'm going to change professional wrestling. No more old the top road rules. I'm getting ready. I saw a competition match. You're making top money. Not anymore. I'll cut your stars in half. 
Cowboy Bill Watts, who claimed he was going to save WCW. Cowboy Bill Watts. <laughs> well, let's put it this way. He did do a first for the WCW. He did put a WCW championship on an African-American athlete. And I was, I'm was i proud to say that it was Rod Simmons. I don't think he could have gone to a better guy at that point in time. But I think that was for him to save his ass because he was getting called racist. You know? All right, all right. Well, you know, by God, the fans, boy, I see them. By God, we're going to give it to him. I want a pepperoni and cheese, please. With the two hearts. Woo! <laughs> Rick Flair, we're going to shave your head off. We're going to put an earring in the ear. We're going to make him a gladiator. <laughs> oh, you know what? I don't know if I want to put him beside Russo or behind Russo on that. Oh, shit. <laughs> So <laughs> a man who was an executive president for Pizza Hut and a guy who ran a video store. Yeah, it was a highly quality candidate to run a wrestling business. <laughs> a little bit more of a clue, right? Clues and stuff like that for wrestling. <laughs> I know, right? I know, right? Oh, my God. So I, I might have to put put Russo a little bit above, above Jim Hurd. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm trying to think if I was gonna. Uh, if I'm, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give one more try to think. Ah, let's see here. Let me just gentlemen, sir. I got a great idea, sir. I've got this hardworking kid from Minnesota. I think he could be a good thing for you, sir. And uh, let's put in some good grape and red and and red and orange Kool Aid, sir. ECW, sir. Mister Paul. Heyman, um, sir. Paul Heyman, probably one of the best minds that ever graced wrestling. To be oh my god, because for the simple fact is, what? Who do you know that can sit there and take a no name and make him relevant? You put him with Paul. Paul. Damn, motherfucker! What about the Great Smoky Mountains? I make I made wrestling big in the south. That piece of shit with a phone. What about you, Cornet, baby? Here's some Cornet love out there. Hey, Jim Cornette is damn good. He's got a great mind for the business, and he fucking hates Wendy. <laughs> that might be the worst damn wrestling impersonation I might have ever given, but, man, God bless the South. I love Jim Cornette. And whether Dairy Queen, whether Dairy Queen may not like him all that much, but... Double cheese and hamburgers. Yeah. Chris Jericho is the one filming the camera on that one. I know, right? Lance Storm was there. Stunny was there. Get watching there inside. But anyways, check out Joe Cornette's Dairy Queen. You know exactly what we're talking about here. All right, boss, you're the host of the show, man. So what we got next week? Well, next week. Where are the topics, where are, going to be, where, where are the topics going to be on this spin that we'll make the deal? Like I said before, since we're going to take off Brock Lesnar's title run now, that leaves an opening for anybody that wants to throw a suggestion out there. Anybody, that could be me, you, or whoever's listening. We got the Montreal screw drive still up on the cork board for the spin the wheel, make the deal. We still got. Uh, How about this for a freaking topic? Who really was the best in the world? See, I'm freaking punk. Or the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. Or Daniel Bryan. I mean, we all just got to claim to be the best at what they do, Chris Jericho. I mean, oh, yeah, Bones, you get about the Macho Man, Rizzy Savage. Yeah, dude, I'm better than the best. Yeah, the Macho Man. Don't bet against me because you all go broke. Yeah, dig it. And we also have Vince McMahon up here on the roulette. 
Vince and Kennedy McMahon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the crap he did professional wrestling. Oh. Did he kill the business or did he make it bigger for him to reap all the glory and all the money? That's up for you to decide. That's right. And we also have the invasion angle up here on the roulette as well. We got the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, WCW versus Japan. Hey, we got the introduction of TNA. Where all the all the ones who survived WCW and ECW. Hey, let's all let's all form total kids on ass. I mean, total nonstop action of TNA Impact Wrestling. I mean, hey, we get credit where it's due. We can talk about ECW. We can talk about indie wrestling. Hey, this is shot fire, man. You shoot something at me, I'm gonna shoot something right back at you, and let's freaking debate this shit. Who really is the best of all time in the sport they call professional wrestling? See, since, uh, however, I was the one pulling the trigger at the end of the show. Next show, when we come up, I'll be the one setting up the targets, and you'll be the one pulling the trigger. Damn straight, and this, and this devil dog never misses. That's right. You can put a bullet through a flea's ass at 300 meters. 500, bitch. 500. <laughs> this ain't the Army. This is the Marine Corps. We see for 500 yards. 500, motherfucker. You're right. I am a motherfucker. <laughs> Damn shit. At least ain't a grandmother, fucker. Oh. Give it about another 20 years, maybe. <laughs> oh, Lord, you're sick, dude. <laughs> but anyway. It could be worse. It could always be worse. It could always <laughs> You know what? But... Thank you, everybody, for tuning in on the first edition of Shots Fired. Be tuned in next week when we spin the wheel, make the deal one more time, and see what our topic's going to be. And as for me, I'm Christian Fury, Jay Garganis, along with my co-host, Survivor of Pain, Bill Blanchard. You want to send the last shot? No, I'm good. Okay, well, then, here's the last round down range. Oh, yeah.